going to be a good one, I think, because it's going to be a tight 30. I'm calling I'm calling it right now. Tight 30. That's what we're calling this one. End of the year, tight 30. We have to get an average down. I'm going to then throw to the designer of the notes for episode 074 martin feld when you say designer do you mean feld foot of the notes i was being kind with designer (laughs) but whatever you want to call it well yeah i was a bit bossy this time you run a tight ship martin that has to be said tight ship tight 30 I try my best. Well, I just thought, you know, we have so many corners and stuff. We'll revisit some regular ones, but with a bit of a, what's been nice in 2022? What are some things that you've Love it. done or bought or taken? Let's have a bit of reflection. And I thought the first corner we could do, which is great for an audio only medium, is photography corner. Definitely. Uh, but before we get into the particular show and tell aspect, I wanted to know from you, Jason, Besides your iPhone, which you obviously really enjoy, what are you really enjoying in the camera world or what do you use the most to fill up your Burke.photos and Glass account? Good. Thank you for that that prompt. Uh, yeah, the iPhone obviously is there. It is the lowest common denominator camera where it just is with you. So you're going to use it because it's with you. So it's great. Other than that, um, I generally roll with two different cameras. So the Sony line is where I have, I, so long ago, you know, keeping it with the tight 30, we're going to go quick here. Long ago, Nikon all the way. And then at some point switched to Sony. I, I found their stuff to be a little bit more to my liking going from DSLR to mirrorless. So I'm still with the Sony camp, uh, Sony a seven four. And then the other half of my photography is the Leica Q2. And you're like, why do you have two cameras? That seems really stupid. Well, it is sort of stupid. That's true. But there is sort of a reason for it. The Q2 is a fixed lens camera. So it is stuck with what is on there. That is all you get, which is phenomenal. I I tend to say the the Leica Q2 is like you bought a lens and got a free camera because the lens is absolutely crisp and amazing. But I did buy the Sony so that I could have a little bit more flexibility in terms of interchangeable lenses. So that is the reason for both. And generally, if I'm going to just go out not knowing what's coming up, it'll be the A7 just because it has a little more versatility. And to be perfectly honest, I'm a little less afraid of something happening to it versus like a Q2 where I'm like, ah, if, it, if anything happens to it, I'll, I will cry. Uh, but the Leica Q2 is generally when I will take out when I want to be like very purposeful. I'm going out to just do photography. I want to be disconnected and just have con- the constraint of single lens, one camera, nothing else, and like be there for that moment. So that is the quick version of photography for me. Now that's a great rundown. And if you had to choose which of those two cameras you actually prefer, which one's better? Ooh, um, if I had to, if you said all cameras, you get to carry one going forward, Mm. I would probably go, Ooh, man, that's tough. I would probably go with the Q2, honestly, because I just feel like what's coming out of that is so what I love to see. I almost never have to do anything to the images that come out of that camera. 
versus the Sony, I generally would do a little bit more to it. And there's, it's just more fiddly because now it's like, oh, I'm fixing lenses, I'm changing lenses, I'm doing settings. I feel like the Q2 is just more of a pure photography form for me. Perfect. And Andrew, I don't want to leave you out of this. Do you have anything to add to photography corner? No. Because I know you said that a while ago you were really into big cameras, but have you strayed from that? Yeah, I got no time for any of that anymore. It's just an iPhone 13 mini. Occasional finger in it. That's another reason I've got to upgrade to a bigger phone. Because when I hold it, Mm. my finger always covers the lens. Mm. It's that big basketball hand. My hand's too big for a mini. MBL pocket hand cast. Well, this is a nice bit of context here because the show and tell aspect, I thought we could share our top three or three favorite photos with each other Mm. that we've taken this year. Non-family photos, because that's a different story. Just stuff that you thought was interesting or maybe showed off the camera that you were using. And I can see, I think maybe Jason or Andrew, which one of you prompted actually including the number of photos and videos we took this year. That's interesting. Yeah, I just looked at it because I was looking in photos and I noticed that it was actually remarkably less than in past years. Mm. So I just thought it was curious what your numbers were. I don't think high or low means anything particularly, but it was just interesting given that because we have our phones with us all the Mm. time and that's one of our main cameras, like the number is usually pretty high. So I was just kind of curious what you all had for photos and videos for 2022. Yeah, I'll throw out numbers and then maybe you both can put yours in there just as context. I had uh, 2,178 photos and 120 videos for 2022. 1,512 photos, 140 videos. Wow, a lot of video. I should preface this that there's a good number of uh, work photos that have ended up mm. in my library from the stuff that I do, although it is the the minority. Let's just say it's a few hundred in there. But I've got... 5,544 photos and 885 videos. Wow. Somebody had a small Mac this year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just varying angles of the same child. (laughs) Here he is eating a mushroom. Here he is walking on a driveway. Here he is slightly further down the driveway eating a mushroom. Yeah. (laughs) That works. Man, that's a lot of photos. This year is one of the years I went through and I was like trying to be quite um, rigid about if I took three photos of the same subject, actually going back and choosing one and deleting the others, Mm. um, which is not something I'm always conscientious about, but I have been this year. It's hard to do. Yeah. It's hard to be diligent about that. Yeah. So that's reduced my numbers a little bit. A few less of those burst mode photos. So how do we want to deal with these three three photo picks? Do we just go round robin Do we just put them in the show notes? How do we want to do this? I reckon, yeah, we link them in the show notes so listeners can see. And maybe we'll just go in the order that we have in our own notes here. So, Jason, you describe what you like about your three photos, then Andrew, then mm. I'll finish. And uh, okay. people can load them up if they like and share what they think on Discord or elsewhere. Tight 30, Jason. Tight 30. Tight 30. Here we go. Tight 30. Uh, I'm going to do GPT-3 for all of them. <laughs> so in this first photo, we have a bird bath that I found. I don't remember where, but what I liked about it was that it was full of water, but the water is completely blown out. So it is just completely white mm. and gives this weird feeling of like what is in there. So... I loved that one. I think that one was probably one of my top ones that I liked of the year for sure. The second one was a little patch of moss 
I think it's moss, moss, grass, something growing in between bricks. I see it it to be in the shape of a heart. It's kind of a triangle, but I'm going to say that it's the shape of a heart. And it was just a nice, like bright green heart in the middle of this, like kind of just sad brick laying stuff on the ground. So really like that one. And then the third one, I think actually came from one of the, we did a micro.blog photo challenge this year. I forget what month it was now. I'd have to go back and look, but I tend to try to do more like weird creative stuff for those ones. So this one is actually, um, I call it square moon and it is a, it's actually a light panel. That's sort of like a, a squared off rec, uh, squared off, sorry, a uh, what is this called? Like a squircle <laughs> where it's like a round wreck kind yep. of thing. It's a light panel, and then there's a little toy spaceman on it, which is completely black against a completely white uh, light, and then completely back black background. So it's just sort of this weird, like, spaceman floating in front of a square moon thing, which I, I really enjoyed. So yeah. that was my three photos that I picked out of 2022. They're pretty cool. I think mm. what listeners will see when they look at these photos is you can kind of see a different theme or preference or way of photography across each of us and looking at yours jason mm. do you like tight subjects or like a focal yes. point you like looking at one thing i love that and i also love edge tension so i mm. love placing something almost to the edge touching but just not touching just to give you that bit of like uh, anxiety of like why is it either out of the frame or not and it's like so close to the edge i i love is that like that line tension. at the bottom of the like between the pavers yep. in that mossy photo yep. yeah i can it's exactly just, yeah where it's Ooh, just like making me nervous most people probably would have cropped up a little bit to get rid of that but i just yeah. love that it gives you that like oh why is it like that i love that <laughs> that's really cool i'm impressed by the contrast on the one with the space man yeah that's very catching uh, who's, uh, let's see, is it basketball next? Basketball's right. next. Andrew. Basketball's next. All right. My first one is, it, this was also a micro.blog photo challenge photo, I think. And I know Martin said no family, but I figured this was significantly de-identified that it could pass. It's just a shadow of one of my boys lifting his leg up, but it kind of, I like it because the pants are kind of baggy and it gives, he's doing sort of a karate kick and it gives this bizarre kind of. Um, yeah, karate image. I find it just messes with my mind a little bit. I'm like, how? Because the angles are a bit wonky because it's a silhouette on a f- floor. And uh, yeah, I just think it's fun um, and kind of a bit odd. So I like that one. The second one, I think, is probably technically like the best photo I took all year. And it's also a memory of um, when we're on holiday in Ningaloo Reef. You may remember the two IGAs. Very well. Yep. Yeah. Which I think was it. I've forgotten the name of the creek. Willie Creek? I don't know if it's Willie Creek. That might be wrong, actually. Um, it's a creek anyway. And it's sh- it sort of shot. Just I just love the, the contrast between you have the water level, then you have the hard rock, and then you've got this cloud formation that is just perfectly edged across it. So I'm very happy with that one. It's gorgeous. The last one was it's another memory of mine. It was when I did the basketball tournament in Darwin. And it kind of is nice for me because it was when I was sit, just able to wander down and sit courtside, which is not something you can generally do. You know, I was catching balls as I was flying, uh, flying out of court and everything. And this is just a moment of where there was a timeout called 
ball is placed, ready to be picked up back into play. You've got the referees. And I just like all the angle compositions. You can kind of get everything that you need to know. You see the hoop, see the ball, see the court, and the placement that I was sitting to take that photo is a nice memory. So they set you on the floor. Yeah. I love the contrast of the shadow kickboxer. I love the fact that on the second one, you can draw a line directly down the middle, and it's just Mm -hmm. a mere reflection. And the third one, my favorite part is that they placed the basketball almost as if it were for the photo. <laughs> yeah, with the logo. The, the, the logo's perfectly placed. It's like, yeah. it could have been like weird and just sideways and the lines were going all weird, but it was like they placed it there. <laughs> this feels like a staged photo almost. Yeah. Like you were like, okay, you two people go over there, pretend like you're bickering about something. Team, pretend like you're doing team stuff. And then make sure the ball is perfectly placed. <laughs> I was going to ask if you were sitting there, Andrew, and then you just leapt up and ran over and said, guys, can you just stand there? And can I just put the ball here and everyone stay still? And then you ran back and they're like, okay, game can start now. No, it just happenstance, but uh, a happy accident. Yeah, I'm really pleased with it. Nice all around. Thank you. Very good. And that contrast one we can call what canyons can jump. Is that the title of that Ooh. photo? <laughs> yes. That sounds good. I think so. So Martin. You've got a, you've got a color theme going on in yours. Yeah, I like blue. <laughs> <laughs> also, I will say maybe the theme of 2022 was that we could actually see blue sky because last summer, like we have had so much rain around here from La Nina for the last I don't know how long that the moment the clouds parted and I could see the sky, I think that's just where I kept looking. So that's the result <laughs> this year. <laughs> Yeah, so the first one, which is this kind of warped shape reaching into the sky, I just thought that was a cool look. It's actually this kind of warped steel sculpture. It's one of a few of them out the front of the visitor center where I work in Port Kembla within the city of Wollongong. And yeah, like I said, the sky's just been gorgeous. And I went, oh, I I like the kind of contrast of the the reddy brown uh, against the sky. So that's a favorite. The next one I've enjoyed because people kind of were baffled about how I got that photo with the plane. (laughs) They thought, were you leaning out of one? Were you safe? What's going on? It's actually mounted on this big pole outside the Aviation Museum south of Wollongong. And if you position it just right, it looks like you're basically flying. So that was another (laughs) favourite. And the last one with the helicopter, I just happened to be completely underneath it. And this was during the... UCI bike event in Wollongong, the big international cycling event. And they had all these different broadcasters and helicopters and photographers around. So that was just some good positioning. So, uh, yeah, I like blue. Yeah, I like the um, that last one with the helicopter. I like the capture of the uh, blades. You see the rotors just with a slight bit of motion blur, but it's been able to capture them as independent yeah. blades. And then just the solid power lines or whatever they are next to it. Yep. Correct. At first, I was like, oh, why are the power lines in there? And then the more I look at it, I'm like, I like those power lines being there. Mm-hmm. I love those power lines. Love it. I love <laughs> everything about those lines being there. <laughs> and that they're not perfectly perpendicular to, like, the rest of the pl- Oh, it's great. That, that annoys it. me, actually. I wish I wish they <laughs> just pivot that. <laughs> Can we get that line straight, See, but please? now you're... That gets you thinking about it. That's what I love about it. It just makes you like dive in deeper. I'm like, what the hell? What were they? Did they do that on purpose? Why do they hate me? Like, that's what I love about it. This is perfect. 74 episodes and I've now worked out how to really please Jason and piss off Andrew with the same thing. So I might just start sending, I don't know, an email with something completely not justified or lined up or a picture that's a bit warped. Remember, I'm this, yeah. I chose the square window in play school. It's yeah. true. 
It all just adds up. <laughs> they are good, oh, man. Yeah. Well, that I think that was great. Photography corner for 2022. Fantastic. Nice. Not to mention there's a photos channel in Discord. People want to share it. Yep. Feel free to sh- share your top two, three, whatever photos in the Discord. Yeah, that'd be great. Love to see it. Media Corner. All right, Morfell Direction. Mm-hmm. What's the most interesting movie that you saw in 2022? And I'm going to go against the order of the notes here Ooh. because Jason went first the last time and say, Andrew, you first. Oh, okay. I had to go back through my letterbox D, letterboxed list to figure out what I had watched this year. And I took- oh, that's right. You had that wonderful review of The Matrix Revolutions. Is that your yes, pick? Yes, yeah, if only. So close. <laughs> uh, it would have, if, I, if it was the best movie I watched in 2022, maybe. But you had said, what's the most interesting movie? So it didn't quite win. Mm. What did win was Coda, the Apple TV Plus show about the girl who can sing, who is, part of, is a member of a um, deaf family, and they live in their fishing village and the lifestyle of fishing, and she has this totally different opportunity put before her. And just the, um, I found it really, and it was interesting for me because it, it addressed this different family dynamic that we don't usually see. And I found it really, I was just captivated by that movie throughout. I thought it was a really enjoyable watch. It tugged the heartstrings at the right times, had really good performances. But overall, like that Martin said, asked, I just found it really interesting because it's a world that I know nothing about. It's like Coda. Yeah, there's a scene in that movie. I don't want to spoil it for people entirely, but I had never really... I mean, I've thought about the experience of people with hearing impairments or deafness, but there's that scene where they're just sitting in the concert, just sitting there because they can't hear anything. And it's like, wow, that's... Yes, just vibrations and sort of trying mm. to pick it up that way and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, really, really good show. So that's mine. Good choice. Who's next? I'm waiting for the dictator to to make a selection. Well, I'll go next so Jason can have the okay. last word. How about that? Because I, I, all I see is feet in third position here. So, I mean, we know that I won't have the last word, but I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> now I'm hesitant to say anything because then I might end up with the last word. That's damn it. Right. Well, <laughs> uh, like Andrew was saying, I don't know if it's the best, but I thought it was the most interesting because we saw a few cool movies this year. But the one that comes to mind is the one that we saw at the movies most recently, and that was The Menu. Have either of you heard of this? No, I've not. Great movie. Amusing, dark, disturbing. It won't leave your brain. It's basically a satire of modern wanky food culture. Oh. But uh, the premise isn't because I don't want to ruin it because it does kind of go south. And when I say south, I don't mean bad as a movie, but kind of terrifying pretty quickly. Uh, The idea is that there's this super exclusive culinary experience on this island that all of these people have signed up for and paid big bucks to go and attend. And uh, you follow all these people who go out on the boat. They meet the the chef and all these dedicated people in the kitchen. And um, they've all kind of got their own little story or something that's bothering them or distracting them from the experience. And it's all completely over the top and extravagant as this uh, culinary experience on the island. But you kind of feel that something's not quite right about the kitchen and the dining room where they all are, and they're not really invested or paying attention to what's going on around them. And it slowly starts to unravel and 
they understand that what they were there for is not what they expected. So mm. it's um, cannibals. <laughs> Got well, it. That's a theory. Could be cannibals. But uh, mm. yeah, I, we just thought it was really, really interesting. If you've ever been to a fancy restaurant and felt it was a bit over the top, you'll see it there. You'll see the attitude of customers. You'll see the attitude of the chefs kind of ungratefulness. It's just it's just a great mirror up to society and how much it takes things for granted. So I'd recommend the menu, but be aware it might make you throw up your lunch at parts. So you said it was, nice. you said it was amusing, but would it be better off to say it was amuse-bouche? Oh, you boy. could say that. Absolutely. Wow. Good job. End of the year special. Love it. Still got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good job. Still got it. <laughs> After all these decades of this show, you still got it. I love it. What have you got? Your turn, Jason. I guess that leaves me. I was skimming the notes and I saw movie and 2022. <laughs> so I didn't really pick up on the, the key word there being interesting. So <laughs> I'll preface with that. I picked bullet train, <laughs> which arguably is interesting. Okay. But I mostly just picked it because I thought it was really fun. <laughs> so, yeah. That's what you got, eh? Not, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'm bringing to the table today. In your defense. You guys brought deep, heartfelt movies and I brought Bullet Train. In your defense, I almost chose Top Gun mm. Maverick until I realized it was interesting. And that, yeah, yeah, the best movie for me would have been Top Gun Maverick. So don't feel bad. So one thing that came out of this, though, is I realized that I don't actually track in any way what movies I've seen. And that means that two weeks after I watched it, I don't really remember. So I I might actually start keeping a little tally of of films that I have seen just so that I can kind of reflect. And when this comes up again in 12 months... Yeah, I will not only have an interesting movie to pick, I will have remembered it as well. So if nothing else, this has served me as guidance for the future. I'm kind of surprised that it wasn't on your wiki already, but that's fine. Mm-mm. It does bring up um, in feature request slash knowledge management corner. Mm. Um, micro- that's a corner now? Micro- yeah, of course. Micro.blog has okay. its book tracking feature, which is really good. It's not try- It doesn't try and do too much. It's just a little list that Mm -hmm. you can curate. I would love to see that replicated for movies on that service because I'm using Letterboxd for that purpose. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so I write and I try and I log a, you know, when I watched it and it, and basically it it then populates to my micro.blog feed. And so that would be, you know, but if it was just built into micro.blog, that would be brilliant. Hmm. Get rid of that service. I don't pay for it. I'm just a cheapskate. But yeah, that's the, otherwise I'm the same as you, Jason. I have no idea of what I watched, when I watched. Well, I'm going to change all that for next time. So right. I will have something interesting next time. Tight 30. Tight 30. Tight 30. Here we go. Moving on to point number three in the tight 30 list. What do you got, Martin? Share your three favorite tech products or services that you tried or purchased in 2022. Now, you already sent me a message earlier, Jason, saying, uh, does the foot allow more and i was like yeah whatever just because you're gonna do it anyway you know the answer is actually no <laughs> i'm not that much of a strict person seriously as long as you follow the instructions <laughs> okay as long as you don't get out of line i'm very accommodating <laughs> all right so the top three i'm going to go through quickly first one was the ipad mini just a great 
all-round, not pocketable device, but the kind of essence of what I think an iPad should be. I probably use my iPad Pro more practically because that's what I edit this show on when it's my turn and other podcasts that I do. And that's really the podcast machine. But it's something to sit back, read something, browse the web, chat on Discord, really actually edit photos. It's the one I use for editing photos the most because it's just really nice to sit there and cross things over from another device. It's just a a wonderful thing and I'm glad that it exists. With photos as the segue, number two would be the Olympus camera that I've carried on about over and over again. Uh, And specifically the 40 to 150 millimeter telephoto lens that I got with it. I was using it. Can we get a quick readout of the model number again? Because I just like when you read out the model number. For Olympus. Yeah. It's the OMD EM10. Okay. Is that because you're actually interested or because you... No, I just like when you have to fully read out Olympus OM-D space E-M10. Just rolls, rolls off, off the tongue, yeah, doesn't it? It does. It's Particularly when you right highlight there. the dashes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah, because I almost mm-hmm. forgot which model I was using, so I'm glad you brought that I'd, up. Yeah. Just, I'm here for you. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I think this is an all-round great camera. The telephoto was fantastic. I was using it this morning at Symbio Wildlife Park while Mac was hung, uh, hugging kangaroos. Um, which was good fun. There's a photo on micro.blog. I didn't know you were allowed to do that. Oh, yeah, nice. they're very placid. Unless it's one of the big red ones, they'll probably kick you in the face. You'll have to get cosmetic surgery or something. Yeah. Just a little yeah. grey. A little grey is fine. Yeah, a little grey is fine. Yeah, yeah I, that's just a wonderful camera. Used a lot for family and work. And yeah, just a total revelation after my um, earlier larger DSLR, which I loved, but this is just more one, I suppose. And to finish off number three, probably the most controversial product of the year in Apple circles, I will say it is the studio display. Um, So much whinging this year for nothing. Mm. Uh, Yes, it's expensive. If you can get it, great. If not, no big deal. Lots of other displays out there that are nice. In terms of what I wanted, I had never had an Apple branded display before and I wanted something that had the camera and the speakers inbuilt with decent height adjustment. It ticks every single box. And you know what? I'm looking at myself in this camera right now. I can see all my facial features. I appear generally <laughs> sharp. I don't think I look like some sort of warped beast from another world. I think the world needs to calm down. So I'm <laughs> grateful that this now exists after years of no displays. It's as if tech internet were full of shit most of the time. I was going to mm. ask you, how do you live with yourself having to use that camera day in, day out, Martin? Because it's so disastrous, right? <laughs> it's like, it's, I'm, I, I, it, it was just, totally, um, look, it's I, fine. It's fine. Exactly. I can tell the difference between using something like this and the continuity camera uh thing with the phone right there's an obvious difference but a lot of the stuff that we saw online i feel is exacerbated by the fact that it's being compressed through something like zoom or uploaded to twitter so something that wasn't 100 percent has been reduced again and then people are judging it's just a weird kind of comparison to make and also there are bigger problems such as war in ukraine and we can probably move on with our lives martin i need my youtube selfie video in high definition 4k so i can give my opinions on the latest apple tech good emphasis well and the people who are saying that probably have at least eight other cameras they could use exactly mounted exactly if you're making youtube videos whatever invest in something different like we invest in microphones sorry right tight tight 30 tight 30 30. whose turn is that man (laughs) (laughs) you you two can fight over it i'm having a sip of water jason you go go ahead Okay, I'll go. Um, So you already mentioned iPad mini. I will second that as one of my choices. It's the most used iPad I've ever had ever, and it's fantastic. I love it. 
It's great. Uh, next would be the Q, uh, what is it? Keychron Q1 keyboard. I don't think I have ever had more joy typing than on this keyboard. 100 out of 10, love it. And then I'll switch a little bit to software. I am recently, very recently become a second time now convert to Readwise and Readwise Reader. I used Readwise in the past. I didn't get it. I was confused. I didn't understand why I needed it. Then I threw it away. I have it again now and I love it. And Readwise Reader is like crushing every single box I have for what I want from a service like that. I've never gone through so many things that I've wanted to read more than with Reader. And then the final one I'll throw in is a combo of Omgalol slash Webgalol. Weblogalol. Something to that. If We're still workshopping the name. But stuck in your throat. I migrated everything that is my website to weblog.lol. I don't recommend anybody do that right now because it's very early days. But Bleeding Edge, what the hell? Why not? Do it. And then everything OMG is just like so much fun. I love it. Everything that's built over there is phenomenal. I have n- it. It's, I call it, I jokingly call it, and Adam probably hates this, but I call it omg.aol because I think of that omg lol as like my aol, where just all of my crap is within that like little walled garden, and I absolutely love it and would never want to leave. So that is my omg.aol. And I know we're only allowed three, but I'm going to throw in the last one. That is the Apple Watch Ultra. I love it. It's the best Apple Watch ever made. End of story. Thank you very much. Tight 30. All right. I want to make it clear that. This year, I didn't buy a single hardware item. Good for you. It was significant enough to make it to my depreciation spreadsheet. Can we get a reminder of what that break, that like cutoff is? Is there a, is there a hard there's line? Not, there's not a hard line. Is it a little wiggly? Okay. Like if you bought new cutlery, that's pretty expensive. Does that go on the de- depreciation spreadsheet? No, because depreciation is just for electronics, right? But um, okay. It's so already we're 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 carving things yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, okay. and it's got to be something that I feel is like. Not an instant asset write-off, but more something that is a, a not, you know, like a plant equipment that's going to depreciate over a number of years. Okay, so you probably... Plant equipment. Do you have a lot of plant equipment at your house? That doesn't go on the spreadsheet because it's only electronics. Okay. Um, okay. So that's 10 band saws. About, uh, about 400 bucks. Boxes. 400 bucks is, on, is usually the, uh, the cutoff. Okay. Right? So I right. didn't buy anything. Printing presses. But it, but in the grand scheme of things, it really sounds like it's more when you feel like it. Well, yeah. Seems like yeah. The, yeah. 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 Okay. So Aluminium smelters. <laughs> but I've done some <laughs> software. So I've got software only on my list. And it's going to be quick. Okay. So I've got LogSeek, hmm? Obsidian, the, you know, the, uh, the Aldi Obsidian, perhaps you would say. If I were going to give you... <laughs> 15 seconds to, to say why LogSec is better than Obsidian, or, or not better, but why did you pick that since they seem... They seem very similar. So I think maybe people would be curious. Yes, um, I like writing in outlines and it's an outliner. Got it. Okay. Basically, it's otherwise the same. All right. R- Readwise Reader for all the same reasons. There's still a few rough edges on it, but it is a brilliant reader. Right. And likewise, I've re- I, I had a subscription last time around. It expired. I'm going to have to buy it again now. Um, and my last one, unsurprisingly, OMG.LOL. Just so cool. So cool. Adam's done an amazing job. I don't know how he finds the time, the motivation, the ability to do all that he does with that service. 
it's quite incredible. I'm not using it at all because I started off with the web blog and I was like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm comfortable with micro.blog. Don't rock this boat. It's not a knock on the web blog service. It's just I need to. I need to know when I don't need something. <laughs> so, but it's awesome. Fair. I just think, I just want to say, look, you know how everybody says, oh, you get a podcast so you can justify buying all the stuff so you can talk about it. My proof is in the pudding. I didn't buy anything. It's true. Yeah. Okay. Nice Christmas joke there, Andrew. Thank you. <laughs> There's still time to buy One Prime Plus, though, for your holiday needs. Oh, if you yes. Need that last minute gift. I mean, that's like nothing says I love you during the holidays like a $2 subscription to OnePrimePlus.com. Exactly. Good segue right? there because we have a new One Prime Plus subscriber, Francine F. Welcome, Francine. Hello, Francine. Wow, Francine F. Thank you. Yeah. Claps all around. Thank you for joining OnePrimePlus.com. She clearly knows it's in the long game. That's that's why you join. You don't join if you don't know it's a long no. game. No, no, you don't. You're not looking for for quick returns here. This is this isn't crypto. No, it isn't. Probably a good thing. I think it's for the best that nothing we do is related to crypto. So OnePrimePlus. Those NFTs though. Get, get yourself mm. in a hemisphere museum NFT selling fast. No, you know what's better than that? OnePrimePlus.com, we will send you a physical sticker that has actual legitimate value versus an NFT, which is complete BS. So OnePrimePlus.com. There is one more thing to this show, which has nothing to do with the year specifically. Hmm. And I thought it'd be fun if we all mentioned a quirky or embarrassing habit that we have. Now, it might be something that you've been aware of your whole life. It could be something that's more recent. Maybe you never noticed it and a partner or family member or a colleague pointed it out. I just thought it would be interesting to say. Now, shall I kick us off or? I just want to say, I noticed that you two left your show notes blank here. I, I gave a really half-hearted response and you two have left mm. your notes blank. So I am hoping for real good stuff from you two. Well, actually, Andrew, having read yours, uh, I went, yeah, I do that too. <laughs> <laughs> I feel exactly the same. <laughs> actually, just say what it is because it's already there and I can relate to uh, it. Just go it's, for it's, it. it's stupid, right? Um, quirky or embarrassing habit. <laughs> it's, I can't leave any iOS or Apple TV device on an app when it's going into standby mode or anything. Mm-hmm. If I finish using it, I have to go back to Springboard, whether that is on the phone or even on Apple TV. Like, I can't leave it... Definitely can't leave it halfway through a video and just drop it out. No. but mm. and, and I really don't like just dropping out to the Amazon Prime or Stan. I like to go back to Springboard, back to the start every time. And I know I'm probably costing myself efficiency, but I have sympathy for the machine. I have two questions. Mm. Two questions. And they're very quick. Number one, does this also apply, although it's a different kind of layout or interface to the Mac? What do you do there? When you walk away, putting it to sleep or in shutdown? I do tend to, like, if, if I've got work things open, I definitely quit them because I don't want to be confronted by mm-hmm. work garbage later. Um, I will off, and I do quit fairly regularly my apps. I will also tend to at least close windows. Mm. My second question is, let's say someone else has been using the Apple TV and you're in the room mm. and they just turn it all off having left an app open. 
do you lecture them or resurrect the whole setup to then do it the way that you want? Um, I don't bother lecturing because with kids in the house, it's just not worth it. Mm. But what I will sometimes do is just grab that little Apple remote and just hit the hit the little TV button a few times. So I just know. Yeah. I know it's I know it's back. It's good. I knew there'd be a process. Jason, <laughs> do you do this as well? Uh not with the Apple TV, surprisingly. You just walk I, away it's just, just in the moment. You don't care. I just hold the power button until it shuts everything down and then I leave. So you've got bullet train playing halfway through and you just walk away. You just turn it off. Just shut Seriously. it down. Just shut it down. Wow. No, I would never leave halfway through a movie. No, no. If there's a show on, it'll be back to beginning so that I can right. resume. Um, I, Unless there is a very big extenuating circumstance, I will never like half watch a movie. I can't mm. do a partial movie. It's either we're watching this or we're not. Mm. There is no, yep. there is no, I've seen half of it. It's like, no. Mm-mm, sorry. It's funny you say it's, that. Sorry, quick mention. Uh, mm. Since my life, uh, Natasha's 2, has been carved up by the nap times of Mac, uh, if I ever want to watch a movie by myself, which is very rare, like it doesn't happen very much, it does happen in pieces. So I bought the entire mm. 007 collection for a discounted pl- price on the Apple TV store because <laughs> uh, I have seen a lot of them, like most of them, but not all of them. I thought, I'm going to gradually go in order. So it's amazing what your life can be like when you can only watch Sean Connery for up to 12 minutes at a time. <laughs> Mm. you're just doing like one scene at a time it's like oh this is scene 17 of from russia with love (laughs) i'm Mm. still following what's happening (laughs) (laughs) but i know what you mean like i think movie beginning to end that's how it works Mm -hmm. all right come on enough procrastinating tight 30 what's your uh what's your habit all right i'll go tight 30 i worked this out recently and it's actually a problem that i've been aware of for years but it kind of clicked how it's been operating now, we're going to do some translations for different hemispheres here. Andrew, you and I would just say the loo or public toilet, right? I'm sure. off to the loo. You're at a shopping center or some, something. Everyone knows what that means. Yes. For other people around the world, maybe it's the water closet, WC, restroom, washroom. I don't know. Does toilet offend Americans, Jason? Bathroom. But, but see, that's the thing. There's no bath in there. So I've always felt a bit weird about saying that. Mm. But if you're translating, you got to be a lavatory to everyone. Oh, I know. It's just whenever Americans say I'm off to the bathroom, I'm like you have a wonderful, relaxing time in there. You don't know that we're not taking a bath in there. What in a, in a toilet? <laughs> you don't know. This is our <laughs> private time. We don't, we don't. We don't have to answer to you. Uh, cool. I'm glad we covered that. <laughs> um, yeah. So what I worked out is that. You know, when you go to a shopping center or a mall and there'll be mm. a bathroom slash restroom slash toilet for men's, women's, unisex, people with disabilities. And it's always behind that kind of wall where you have to go down a bit of a hall or it splits off. It's never like right open yep. to the to the walkway. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So I'll follow it, find the male toilet or whatever it is that I have to use and go in there. And whenever I leave, I always feel somewhat disoriented. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know about you. It's like because they make you weave. And I noticed that I always turn the wrong direction when I leave the restroom. Every yeah, time. It's like being in the severance office whenever <laughs> you want to go to the bathroom. You're like, how the yeah. f- how did I get in here? How do I get out? Where's exactly. my key card? How yeah. the hell do I get out? And then I realized I think I have an automatic bias to turn right. Oh. And like 80% of the time it's wrong. And I go, what is wrong with me? So even though even times that I've gone today, I am following this route and this is where I'm going. This is how I'm going to turn out. I turn right and it's like, nope, there's mops there. 
And it's I'm wrong. not uncommon that you always think you're right. Martin? That's a good place to leave that one. No, it's not. You have segued into business corner. <laughs> oh, go for it. It's a re- he, he secretly works for you. It's a really short business. Pretty sure since we started recording, he's been trying to find, he's been going, I hope someone brings up leaving toilets <laughs> in the right direction so that my business corner segue works. You have business corner bingo. Uh, no, this is a really quick one. This is retail business corner. Okay. You oh. are not alone in turning right. Generally, people, as they enter retail outlets, the natural tendency mm. will be to turn right. You need to put your high value items and the things that you want to sell on the right hand side because that is where people mm. will go naturally first. Right hand wall towards the front. Can we do random random question? You both walk into your grocery store. Do you go left or right first? Depends on the store. Well, that actually works well, what Andrew said for your question, Jason, because I think we always turn right. Because when I think about our local Coles, um, Woolies, I think maybe in nearby suburb is the one exception, but most of the entrances are to the right and they take you straight to produce and the bakery to the right. So you're kind of guided that way with that <gasps> bias. Our produce is to the left. Well, ours is a bit... Yeah. I have differences depending on the shop layout. There's no... Is this Coriolis? There's no consistency. Is that what's going But on we here? drive on the left and you're on... See, so this is all wacky. It's all wrong. Produce Coriolis effect, I think, is what that is. Anyway, that was Business Corner. Tight 30. Tight 30. Hope Zachary enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be thrilled about that this week. <laughs> right, Jason, what do you do? Other than um, turn right and not left, but also not two things came to mind one was and i don't think this really anybody knows this happens so maybe it's just annoying to me but in the world of of zoom calls for work i will get an alert that a call is is coming up in one minute and then i will go and sit there at if the call is at nine at eight fifty nine, i will sit there hovering over the join call button <laughs> for an entire minute before I join. It makes sense. So once it hits exactly nine, then I'll click it. Even though I've been there for an entire 60 seconds. You're fashionably on time. I wait. (laughs) I wait until it's the exact time. And then I click it really quick. I do a similar thing and I have a reason, but what's your reason? Okay. Oh, I just, I think my brain doesn't make sense. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why I do that. I just feel like that is, the thing I'm supposed to do. I think do. it's better than people who try and click the link at nine o'clock and then realize they've got a Zoom update and realize that their microphone isn't plugged in and they realize all these other things. That that could be like in the back of my mind probably is like, I don't want to be late because some shit happened. Like I want to be like ready and then like, ah, got it. Yep. So that, that could be part of it. That's true. I could see that. We'll see where I work. I think we've covered this in an episode before. I use Teams and I try to make a habit of doing it on the dot or the minute, like within the minute that follows. And that's mainly Mm -hmm. because a lot of people actually join before, which I find puts undue pressure on people. Like quite often they're coming out of another meeting. I'll be in the middle of some other work, but then it pops up on your screen if you have the desktop notifications enabled, which you kind of have to in order to get your updates. Then it's like, call started Mm -hmm. and if it's five or six minutes early which often happens it's like i'm not ready yet what are they going to be talking about Mm. the reason the start time is there is because that's when you're starting that's a very good point good on your microsoft enabling business and productivity once again business corner again there it is office 365 brought to you by office 365 team still sucks by the way
I predicted this would be a tight 30 show, and we're at 52 minutes and 15 seconds. So and who knows what that'll be it. after I edit it. Yeah, probably longer somehow. Maybe <laughs> you can somehow f- stretch it out. I don't know. Maybe I'll just record that dance party you were having on Zoom before I got here and just play that <laughs> oh, forever. that be good? That would be good. Doodling and playing music. People missed out on that one. That was weird. So that's 2022 for Hemispheric Views. That's it. This is the last one potentially ever. This is the moment where I have to take take a little pause and just say hmm. to all our listeners, you know who you are. All the people in Discord, you know who you are. All the people that pay hmm. the One Prime Plus tribute, you know who you are. Wow. Thank you for your support of our show this year. We really enjoy it. We would probably do it if you weren't listening anyway, because we just like doing the show. But it certainly makes it more worthwhile to know that somebody is listening to our guff. Thank you. I wish you a happy new year from all of us at Hemispheric Views. Actually, Jason, can you just do like that horn noise after the music finishes? You know that. Do I have that still? No, 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 no. I want you to do it with, with your, your mouth. mouth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so good. That. Viva Zayla. <laughs>